0: We have been expecting you. You're listening to the Imperial State Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me today are two of the trendiest Imperial advisors in the galaxy, Nikki and Claire. How is everyone? Your overconfidence is your weakness. (laughs) (laughs) Your faith in your friends is your faith in your mother. (laughs) Your faith in your internet. Oh dear! Uh, we have fun here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all is all yeah, is but well. No, how are you guys? Good.
1: Life is
2: good. The sun is shining. The tank is clean.
1: Ready to spend some fucking money. I was going we're getting
2: out of here, but we're not.
1: <laughs> what were you saying, Nikki? Oh, I was just saying him. Ready to spend some fucking money this weekend.
2: Oh my god, yeah.
1: Some money I don't I mean, have. It, hey. I'm free.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess, um.
1: <laughs> well, this is a start. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this is. A- <laughs> that,
0: energy, <laughs> that energy went completely, like, within two seconds. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's got. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Obviously, it's Triple Force Friday. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, I, I, whoop 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 because it's Triple Force Friday. Triple Force Friday. Um, whoop. A lot of good stuff has been revealed. Um, Lucasfilm had their um, is it biannually? I guess we could say now. Massive advertisement which is fine. Like I, there was people complaining about advertisement and I I understand it. But at the same time isn't the Star Wars a big advertisement in itself? So I was like, yeah, I don't whatever. Um but we've had um, a surprising amount of news this week because I think I think it was last week's episode or the week before where we just complained about there being a lack of news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not the case this week like because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about.
2: When it rains it pours.
0: True that. Um, so I guess rather than just you know blithering, we should just dive in to the news. Woop woop. Also, I really want to use the word blithering. I don't think I've ever used that before in my life, but now I have. So cross that one off the list. <laughs> Take oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Few more, and then I'll be ready to die. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start off the news. No- <laughs> let's start off the news this week. Obviously, the biggest thing in the Star Wars news out there is the whole Lucasfilm officially releasing Triple Force Friday merchandise, which starts this week mm. on Friday, no less. What a great—you <laughs> wouldn't have guessed that. Um, obviously, last week the merchandise was uh, revealed in a live event hosted by Warwick Davis and Anthony Carboni. The event, cons- uh, the event consisted of interviews with the cast as well as other guests, revealing our first look at Lego Hasbro. Funko products, Jedi Fallen Order, and more. So, what did you guys think of all the reveals?
1: They were super fun.
2: They were fun.
1: Yeah, getting the um, the cast members out to check out some of their product was a lot of fun, and um, it, was, it was. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was a lot better than just sort of like uh, an info dump on starwars.com or like ew or something um so I, i really enjoyed the way the stream was done this year and it also didn't drag on for like five hours it was very concise yeah
2: that's one of my favorite like marketing things that lucasfilm has done is just like with the merchandise anyway is having or or like I think BuzzFeed may have done a video or something like that. One of those news outlets where they like these people see their action figures for the first time. And that is such like a surreal experience that I like kind of dreamed of as a kid. I was like, I'm going to because I used to do a lot of theater back in the day. We've talked about that 8000 times. I'm like, one day I'm going to be an action figure and it's going to (laughs) be awesome. But so that's like such a surreal moment that I thought it was it was super fun that they had some of the new cast um, look, see their figures for the first time and see their reactions to themselves immortalized in plastic. But uh, yeah, and also I think that that some of the new characters are the ones that I'm gonna pick up on Friday because they looked incredible. And like, I'm Funkos are hit or, hit or miss for me, but I just fell in love with every single Funko Pop they shared. Like, did you see like Billy D's like? Funky eyebrows and his (laughs) salt and pepper hair and mustache. I was dying. They're so good this year. Yeah, they killed it
0: this year. Mm -hmm. Rose looks dope. Yeah. Rose looks so dope. Rose Rose is the one I'm going to pick up because that's awesome. That was a cool figure. And one I was glad to see because I was really worried about, you know, a lack of merchandise around her character. Um, there was some other stuff that was like revealed on that day which gave me some pause for thought especially they had like a costume set up and it had like a little description of what Rose is doing in the film and it didn't sound I mean like she's obviously been promoted which is really cool but it didn't sound like she had too much of a screen time but I think thankfully that might not be the case Um, I know today especially there was a specific poster that was released it was the the double spread one where you have like the bad guys on one side, so you got like the Sith troopers and Kylo Ren, and then the good guys on the other side. That was re-released today with Rose in the actual poster. Yes. Um, and apparently it was because they didn't have the like specific designs for uh, Rose yet, and now they've been added in. And hopefully that's not like a Lucasfilm going, we need to put this in. And hopefully it was just part of the plan as it was. But I am really excited about that. I really loved seeing Kelly Marie Tran and the Omiyaki together. They were great. And I think they them like playing with the action figures is just perfect and exactly how you want these actors to be like. Um So that was really fun. But I also did the, I also appreciated Lucasfilm not cutting out every scrutinizing part of the interviews because there's a segment where Daisy Redley points out that her ears are too big. <laughs> on the uh, (laughs) animated figure and Oscar Isaac looks like he wants to punch that figure's head off (laughs) when (laughs) Anthony Carboni's like
2: why can't you do his (laughs) handsome freaking face right and he knows it quit making him look like a potato he's so hot
1: can you imagine the sheer audacity Anthony Carboni had to place that shitty little (laughs) Disney figure (laughs) set in front of Oscar (laughs) Isaac to put that in front of his face like, again, like, those aren't, those aren't even, like, the highest quality, like, yeah. figures in the first. Like, it's not right. like he put one of those, like, $60, like, 10-inch Poe Dameron's in front of him. Uh, he, he put the little cake topper figure in front of him. He's like, hey, Oscar, look what we got for and, you.
2: And even with the cake topper figures, like... It's like, hey, look at all of the other actors you're working with. Look at how much better their likenesses are in the shitty little figures. <laughs>
1: like, I think I think he breaks the machines.
2: I, they just don't he know probably what to do. Does.
0: I think it's like an ancient Greek myth where you can't recreate like the level of beauty in plastic <laughs> or molded figure. That, Most likely. That's true. But yeah, that There was that bit where Anthony is like so, is it pass the Oscar test? And then you see him going, hmm. And when I was watching it, it felt like five years had gone past. Because it was like, you could see his face was like, this is the worst. And he's like, "They got my nose right. So I was like, oh, maybe it's fine. And then when they turned the figure to the camera, and his eyes are like, what that? Yep. That was, that was rough. Um, <laughs> that's why the Please? best... Um,
1: oh, oh, go yes, ahead, Nikki. The best Poe uh, toys are the ones where they're a little more abstract representation of the character. <laughs> like the Lego minifigure, the Funko. Um, yes. Even the old like Disney Infinity figure, which I think is actually my favorite Poe merchandise. Um, it It's like you can get the character, you can get that Oscar vibe, but you don't have to go for that. I'm going to try and replicate perfection, and I'm going to fail miserably <laughs> Hasbro <laughs> bullshit. Yeah.
2: Has anyone seen... There's got to be another Poe Black series coming out for this movie. Has anybody seen a leak of it?
1: I don't know. I haven't seen anything. But I also just today um, saw something I think from Hasbro where they were saying this launch is 30 to 35% of their total episode 9 merchandise.
2: 30 to
1: 35. Mhm. Which I guess sort of indicates how Revealing all the other stuff they have planned is.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I'll see if I can find that quote again. Because, yeah, I was pretty surprised. Um, Yeah, we have clear conversations about what can come out when and what needs to stay under wraps. We work around things with that in mind. At least from a Hasbro standpoint, the product on display is maybe 30 to 35% of our full line. That was from Cinema Blend. Wow. Um,. So yeah, that's, not to say that a Poe Black series is a spoiler, but just an indication that maybe there's just a whole bunch of other stuff coming. I know LEGO has some January releases um, that'll be, you know, other things. Um, But yeah, hopefully it comes out. Hopefully it's better. Yes, please. (laughs) And hopefully he has a
2: sexy scarf on.
1: Oh yeah, indeed. Nathan, Drakeron, Draker Moran,
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's another thing that I wanted to discuss with you too. Um, who the fuck is Bulio?
1: <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everybody was very, very serious about Bulio. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know who Bulio, he is, but I think I might I be in love either.
1: with him. Bulio and Babu Frick.
2: The Babu real stars Frick, of, of yeah. Triple Force
1: Friday. Um, just, oh. yeah, Bulio was actually on, if you guys remember that really old leak where it was like a character reference sheet. Um, I think it's like one where we first saw Poe's outfit, uh, Lando's outfit, um, the cracked helmet, uh...
2: Oh, that's right. Claude yeah. was
1: on there. Dominic Monaghan was on there. Um, and Boolio's on there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of uh interesting to see that go all the way back to there. And um and then yeah, Babu Frick, the little guy. I wonder what they're all about. I think Babu Frick creates Dio. That's that's gonna be my I think that's my thought there.
2: Oh, I think that would be lovely.
1: I'm sure I read that BB 8 creates Dio. Well, let's see. Ben Hart posted something yesterday of the uh, Hasbro Dio that's coming out. Yeah. And um, the, in the uh, description is cobbled from odds and ends. Oh, in the workshop of a droid smith.
0: So maybe he mm. creates it in that warehouse. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, I don't know. But I don't. I can't remember where I. I'm, I'm sure I read that BB8 makes them. I remember. Which I love because I. Yeah, I love the little duckling design.
1: I remember, um, Kathleen Kennedy saying BB8 treats Dio like a rescue dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's so sweet. <laughs> I remember that. I think from like D23 and stuff. Um, but yeah. We'll see. Can I, I just become a crazy droid, droid
2: lady? And just adopt all of the homeless droids? That's what I want to be. I'm a <laughs> rescue droid that? mom.
0: Did Oops. you see that video that, um... I think Abby tagged uh in yesterday. Someone made, like, a, I don't know, I don't, like a TikTok or something. And it was, um... Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think it was Abby or someone on Twitter yesterday tagged Saf in this image, and it was a a video, maybe a TikTok or something like that, of a, a BB-9E rolling around with a knife attached to it. <laughs> 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 it's, the, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> BB-9E gonna cut a bitch. <laughs> for sure. Um, but obviously what else we had in that sort of it wasn't just episode 9 stuff we also had the Mandalorian um, where they confirmed about the little uh, Rebel Alliance tier tattoo which is pretty cool for Cara Dune
2: that was the most fun pairing as far as reveals go for sure and like just I loved watching them and watching her being like oh my little tattoo I love putting on my tattoo every day. Like every single piece of merchandise they revealed to the two of them just like floored them. They are so cute. And oh my God. Also, all of that Mandalorian merchandise will be in my shopping cart on Friday. And I will be oh, broke looks so good. and destitute.
1: There's too much. It terrifies me. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like, I'm already struggling with like storage space. Mm. <laughs> now I'm like, and now I'm going to get. 50 Funko Pops, a billion Lego boxes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to be like, they're just going to be sharing my bed with me. (laughs) Um, Come,
2: my children. Yes,
1: it'll be very, (laughs) very peaceful. (laughs) And sweet and Um. awful. I'm going to get poked by plastic for the rest of my life. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I on the other hand have no money. So
2: Yay! Yay. Yeah,
0: you know, that's what Star Wars is all about. <laughs> Ray, Looking at a window and
1: crying. Ray barely had enough to get a few portions in the day. But look at her now. She's got new clothes and everything. She's got a hood. She got a <heard. laughs> new, new white getup.
0: making tea for people is great. (laughs) Um, I think we should finish off obviously with the new video game Jedi Fallen Order, which had a trailer attached to the segment. It was pretty cool seeing Cameron Monaghan talk about um, like seeing kids pick up maybe his character for the first time. It's the first Jedi to play with, which is really sweet. Um, But yeah, the trailer looks pretty cool and very interesting. Um, A lot of Ties to rebels, and particularly with the Inquisitor story, a lot of ties to the Charles saw Vader series, which I appreciate.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm very into everything the second sister does in that trailer and will do in the game, probably. Um, yeah, it it looked really good. Um, I've not been really hyped at all for the game, just because mostly because I don't trust EA still. <laughs> burned yeah. too many times, um, but i think uh that would that trailer was the most exciting sort of look at the game for me um so I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully picking you up sometime i doubt i'll get it at launch um but yeah hopefully hopefully it's a really um promising sort of fulfilling story and uh, some of the merchandise looks great for it too again funko funko killed it with the uh All the pops this year and the the Cal and BD1 and um, Seven Sister little Funko pops look great.
2: It makes me happy that Cal and BD1 seem to be inseparable in the merchandising and probably Mm -hmm. in the game. So give me all the BD1 wherever (laughs) I can get him.
1: The footage of him like in lightsaber fights but with like BD1 strapped to his back (laughs) is uh. (laughs) It's pretty great. He's like, no, I'm not going
0: anywhere. I don't play (laughs) this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I probably won't be able to pick up the game at launch, but I I look forward to playing it. It looks pretty fun. And it just feels like we're getting like a Tomb Raider-esque Star Wars game, which is always, you know, great. Um, Yeah, I'm sort of happy to explore and see where that goes. Yeah. It was also, I'm also very just, excited
1: for the uh, yes, all the Lego My stuff. Oh, a lot of a lot of cool Lego items, and I don't say this as an employee of Lego, <laughs> <laughs> saying go buy Lego, everybody.
2: Sure,
1: but hang on a second, you shill. I do <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out that Lego finally did Kylo Ren's shuttle correctly. So if you're a fan of Kylo Ren's shuttle. <laughs> And you hate the one that they released for The Force Awakens Then never fear Kylo Ren shuttle Is here and
0: it's back <laughs> It's back Fiend. I really love The um The Y-Wing set looks pretty cool Also Y-Wing and it's nice Hell yeah, yeah Y-Wing Why 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 Y-Wing <laughs> Lame joke Oh. That's
2: okay. We specialize in that here at the Imperial Senate Podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, oh! Um, I, I did. I know people don't like having the traditional ships back, but I, I, I fuck it. I love them. <laughs> I just like the designs. I think it's cool that they're back. I like that there's a Y wing in it. I like Oscar Isaac's excitement at the Y wing. Um, in fact, if Oscar Isaac, if if it Oscar Isaac. Gave the same attention he gave to that Y wing that he gave. If he gave it to me, I'd be just over the moon. <laughs> Do
1: you know what I, I mean? Like, like,
0: yeah, that would be also dream of that.
2: Also, wasn't Zori Bliss in the cockpit of that Y wing?
0: Yes. yes,
2: girl. What you doing in that Y
1: wing? Girl, what you doing? Girl. I still. Uh, I don't know how much faith to put in those. <laughs> um, yeah, ever since they put kanja club people on Jakku for the Millennium Falcon and in Force Awakens. I'm very scared of uh <laughs> what they like, too much stock in things. So it'd be cool if like Zori's involved with the Y Wings, but I um I'd be very surprised.
0: I don't mind it as much. I I know people complain about like like you said, these characters weren't that soon, they'd to rip us off. When actually it's Lego trying to give you more bang for your buck because the, the thing that uh, actually puts a, a LEGO set up is the actual minifigures included um, not the or, or it's mainly the specific unique pieces, right. there's more unique pieces that puts the set up but also the current minifigures as well so they're giving you a good opportunity to get a Zori Bliss figure in a reasonably priced set as opposed to having to buy the Millennium, Millennium Falcon for everyone you want to go for that, right? Yeah, it's all also, about I, spreading it out. I have to say, I'm in love with the A-Wing set. Um, I've already got Snap wexling, which is, you know, it's all, it's all fine by me. But having Lieutenant Connex in Lego form is the best.
2: Yes, baby.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really cool that they included her. And it's why I'm a little bit bummed they put Snap in it, just because there's already a just small like such a lack of uh resistance pilots in lego form like you gotta put another snap in i gotta now i got like four snaps <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah it's uh I, I was hoping for like homie jess pava or something but i don't even know if she's in the movie um but yeah no that a wing set's pretty cool um and hopefully they will uh Have some more starfighters coming in the future. Wink.
2: (laughs) 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 Sure, it could happen.
0: Wink. Yeah, well, speaking of the future, let's go into the next segment of news. (laughs) Um, According to The Hollywood Reporter, Kevin Feige is reportedly developing a Star Wars movie. Yes, the Golden Goose of Marvel Studios is set to produce a new entry to the Star Wars franchise. Should Kathleen Kennedy be worried? (laughs) Ben, you can put a dun-dun-dun in there. (laughs) Um, No. But the internet would like you to believe that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, Kevin Feige is, like I said in this piece, he's he's the Golden Goose of Disney at the minute. Everything he touches is you know, is generally a hit, so it's not really a big like, it's a no-brainer that they would have him involved in Star Wars, also he's a big fan, we've seen that as well so like if he's just producing the film that's fine by me, because he's done quite a lot in terms of hiring more diverse talent than we've seen so far although we will get to that in a second um in terms of Lucasfilm. So I, it's just, it it feels more like a win win, but I it's not I'm not really too fussed by the news. What about you guys? I uh, think it was just inevitable. <laughs> like, yeah. like Thanos, nice no. <laughs> nice. Um
1: Yeah, I think uh like of course it's gonna happen at some point. Um and yeah, it's not whatever anyone wants you to believe about (laughs) that relationship with Kathleen Kennedy, it doesn't like, I don't see why that would be the case at all. And, um, yeah, I know like people, people responded to Feige with the, with the diversity, um, thing. And yeah, it's another white dude. Um, for me though, it's much like, I care much less about that executive level than the writing and the directing diversity level. Um, And I think he's done, certainly in recent years, a a really fine job in sort of like bringing in diverse voices to like execute on his playground. And if that's what this Star Wars movie is, then that's, I think, the most exciting thing. I feel like it's more like Bob Iger's job to figure out executive diversity. (laughs) Whereas if you have someone like Kevin Feige who can you know, have a, have a sort of vision for a project and then bring on people who are, you know, like diverse talent who can, um, you know, bring all, bring a whole new perspective to things. Um, I think that's more important.
2: Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that he has a good, he has a pretty good track record of doing that with Marvel. And especially in this next upcoming phase and like whoever thought we were going to get like a Shang-Chi movie like <laughs> i'm just <laughs> you know um but it's it's just exciting and also i yeah when i heard the news first of all i took a nap i woke up i re- went to go record the sith list and literally i was like half asleep and they're like and just started or getting ready to record and they're like hey did you hear the news i was like what am I awake? <laughs> like what? <laughs> They're like what's your take on that? I'm like that's like the least surprising news I've ever heard, but it's well, mm-hmm. I'm down with it. I think <laughs> I think it's a easy it's an easy decision to make on Lucasfilm's part cuz why wouldn't she want him? You know, getting dipping his toes in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. And uh yeah, Kathleen Kennedy Kennedy's totally going to get fired and replaced by Feige. So Totally agree, Internet.
1: Something I saw people talk about in criticism of it is I heard the phrase, or I read the phrase. Let's be real. Nobody talks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I read the phrase, uh, Marvel is like fast food movies, and like Mm. Feige's storytelling doesn't belong in Star Wars. I'm like, when is... and JJ's movies aren't fast food movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> JJ's made a like career, uh, at least in film, off like making people happy, <laughs> like, like that's what that's what like, he like specializes in. <laughs> um, and it's just like I don't know. There's there's like this weird level of like smugness, mm-hmm. as if like Marvel movies are less than, and I don't understand where that comes from which Um, is
2: bizarre
1: yeah like i don't i of course i prefer star wars but i don't see how like star wars is this more like elevated depth cinematically than you know some of the journeys the superheroes go on i don't i didn't get that
0: see lucasfilm could have taken a big risk and got a real creative person in and got Zack snyder to direct Dash <laughs> Rendar, <laughs> <laughs> give us the Snyder Phillips Dash to... Rendar
2: cut,
1: <laughs> or Todd Phillips, Very is it Todd dark. Phillips who's doing Joker? Yeah, bring him I mean. in to own the libs.
0: Oh, because these Star Wars films are so politically correct. Yeah, you can't make the jokes like we used to make, <laughs> like we did in the ho- like in the Hangover Three. God forbid, <laughs> the real golden like, age of cinema. <laughs> Yeah, fucking hell! The golden age of comedy. Everyone's weeping that like they can't watch date again. Do you remember date? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but yeah, can yeah, you imagine Zack Snyder's? Because we need that in Star Wars. We need more darkness. Get rid of the jokes because that's boring. And if we are going to have <laughs> jokes, you know, we're going to have to make it. You know what we want to hear. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then you can get out of here. What we need is a good Dash Rendar Jesus analogy, um, an allegory for Jesus in the form of Dash Rendar. Something that, like he's a man.
1: <laughs> Something that cracks he's me it up, up, up is, uh, like, Marvel humor is kind of like old school Star Wars humor, with you know the sort of like we're in trouble, but we're gonna laugh about it. Yeah, and then now. When Star Wars has that, they call it Marvel humor, <laughs> even though <laughs> if Marvel humor is like based in Star Wars humor, you know, it's like, it's this weird, like, line that people forget about. I don't know. It's like Marvel invented being funny in action
0: movies or something. Yeah. And that Star Wars humor it's- came from the films that George grew up with. Right. And it's it's like, there's a, there's a reason for that. Right. That's the reason he has that like, humor in it, because they're an adventure story. They're supposed to be fun. Could you imagine watching Empire without any jokes? You'd be the worst. You'd be right. miserable be...
2: by the end of it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly, yeah. Could you imagine, like, Landa's like, oh, hi, Han, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I betrayed you, Solz. Luke's like, oh, I'm mentally and physically hurt. I'm
2: mentally and physically hurt.
0: <laughs> Luke's story of Empire Strikes Back.
2: <laughs> oh God!
0: Yeah, it, it sucks when Yoda was pretending to be someone else, that, and he kept making the like he kept laughing and making jokes. Oh, that bit was so annoying. Why can't he just chop Luke's leg off? There we go. Said you're not you're not good enough. <laughs> 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 Who are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I think people. So just chill out. How about that?
2: <laughs> hmm, SJW. <laughs> That's it's one like, hot yeah. take right there, Nikki. <laughs> Any,
1: I know it's like, it, I know it's asking for a world that doesn't exist. But wow. Imagine imagine if we didn't jump to conclusions as fans.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what My, a world. What a world imagine it would be. no theories. <laughs> easy if you try. Um, <laughs> uh, oh but yeah, speaking of diverse talent, uh, the upcoming Disney Plus series, Kenobi, finally has a director and writer attached. Uh, Deborah Chow, who has directed an episode of The Mandalorian and has also directed fantastic episodes of Better Call Saul, is set to direct the entire series. Hossein Amini, who wrote the screenplay for the film *Drive* and Netflix show *The Alienist* will be writing the script. Now, this is some cool news. Um, for me personally, I love the—I uh, just love the fact that Lucasfilm has so much confidence in uh, Deborah's work and probably what she did with *The Mandalorian*. That she's doing the whole series as opposed to there being multiple directors. Mm-hmm. And also, when you've got the person who wrote, you know, *Drive*. I think we're in good hands.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, this and, is really exciting to see.
2: And didn't she, she directed, uh, I don't know how much of it, but she She did Mr. Robot as well, didn't she? And although I haven't seen that, that one, like freaking everything. I have a. I I feel bad because I'm sitting here going, she's done all of these things that I know I should have watched by now, but I have not. So I, have, but I still have faith. I have so much faith in her. Yeah, but how crazy is that? You direct one episode of The Mandalorian, and they give you an entire series. That's that's freaking cool. They are they're confident in in her, and that gives me faith. Gives me faith.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool to um, uh, like it's of course everyone has like every strategy has its benefits and stuff. So like Mandalorian will be cool because. Within one season, we'll have this sort of like different directing styles, getting to like share out the uh, the experience. But I think it's also, it's equally cool to have a sort of u- unified directorial vision throughout a season, um, which uh, I think, I don't remember fully, but I'm, oh yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. Um, going back to something we've been harping on about in recent episodes. Yes, Crystal, I know exactly where you're Resistance. going. <laughs> there Dark <we> Crystal, go. <laughs> Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. The um, the director they have for that is is so like involved and just had such a clear like vision of what he wanted to execute that it and it shows because it's so consistent throughout the ten episodes. So I think it's it's also really exciting that she's going to be able to do that with Kenobi.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just cool to have a uh, more diverse talent yeah. as well and actually seeing Lucasum, you know, actually doing something <laughs> about it. Not just speaking about it. And um <laughs> I'm yeah, really chuffed of both those creatives. Uh, so Deborah is, has done a few episodes of Better Call Saul but there's a, there's a one standout one from I think last season, uh where there's like mirror shot and it's so good. And I just can't wait to see what she does with Kenobi and the stylistic choices they do with that show. Um, Yeah, I just... I'm excited by it. Hell yeah. Um,
1: It's gonna be good, that's for sure. I believe it's eight. Do we know how many episodes it is? I could be wrong. (laughs) Gimme! Yeah. Exciting stuff. I think it's also interesting that there's only one writer. Usually it's yeah. sort of have like a writer's room kind of vibe for a show. You have like um, a team going. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that uh, he'll uh, basically kind of do the, or at least be like main, main credit for like the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Disney Plus on my life.
2: That's right. I've already have, I've already signed up for Disney Plus. I'm ready.
1: Oh, man. I wanted to do that, but they don't have the bundles.
2: Yeah. I already have Hulu, and I don't care as much for ESPN Plus, so I just mm-hmm. decided to do a year of the normal dealio. Yeah.
1: I have none of them, so I'm like, oh, may as well.
2: It is time.
0: I know I have to wait till February.
2: That does make me sad.
1: Well, just Skype. Well, arg, (laughs) matey.
2: You may have to find another solution, matey. Arg.
1: Some
0: hondo means. My friends. Yes. (laughs) VPN. (laughs) VPN. Um, Speaking of Star Wars TV shows, uh, let's go into the next segment. Uh, So, Orca and Flix are married. Confirmation. (laughs) Exclamation mark. Um. Yeah. So, uh, executive producers for Star Wars Resistance, Athena Portillo, Justin Ridge, and Brandon Allman, confirmed on Coffee with Kenobi that the two aliens are an item. However, it is yet to be seen whether this will be explicitly confirmed in the show. So, this is kind of mm-hmm. breaking news because it was sort of released today. Um, you guys, sh- are you guys shocked <laughs> that they're married? I just, <laughs> no.
1: I just very quickly. Love the uh, the dual meaning of explicitly. It's <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> do we want it explicitly confirmed as in boldly stated? <laughs> or explicitly confirmed as in Biden has to watch <laughs> them fly? <flock>. Because <laughs> 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 I'm down for either. I'm down for either, honestly.
2: I am as well.
1: <laughs> and then he- yeah, wasn't there the episode Deleted where scene. he's like, <laughs> basically got to go visit the in-laws? Yes. And- yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when I thought it was pretty much... Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say confirmed. I feel like it was heavily suggested, but not confirmed. But I feel like this isn't, uh, I have to be patient and wait for the next season of Resistance because I'm worried that this is going to be another one of those. Oh, yeah. Did you know that Lando's pansexual kind of Mm -hmm. things where Mm -hmm. where we talk about it outside and then we don't actually represent the people that would that, you know, this would effect to see themselves represented in media. I think that it it's first of all I figured by the way what they did, but I feel like and this is if they don't show it I'm going to be pissed because there's going to be some people that are they, like especially when it comes to the LGBTQ community um it, Star Wars has not really been representing you well representing them well on screen or you know at all uh chuck wendig did an excellent job in the aftermath series um like temen's aunts and there's a lot of stuff in the literature but you know and just, just it's not the same to show up to a movie or to watch your tv show watch a tv show as a kid especially and see you're self-represented mm-hmm. and see it on screen and be like, oh, yeah, I identify with this person. I'm not alone. So I'm just, please don't be another Lando as pansexual thing, please, for the love of God, please.
0: And before anyone jumps in and goes, but why are you sexualizing Star Wars? It's the same thing as <laughs> having Han and Leia kiss. Like, that is a relationship right. developing on screen. Those two characters are attracted to each other, it bid this exact same thing, and if you don't understand that, I don't I know how <laughs> anyone can help you, like it just, it's such these would be, like, someone's sexuality is such an integral part of their character it's not like um, for example, you know, in Bloodline we see about the note, and then we see the calligraphy set in The Last Jedi it's cool yeah. that that's there but you don't have to go, you don't have to know the like, the deep dive of Ben Solo's calligraphy set. Whereas, you can't just hint at someone's sexuality and then be like, and they never discuss it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But does Ben Solo's calligraphy set indicate his sexuality?
2: (laughs) (laughs) How? Charlie's making some new stereotypes here. (laughs) But no, if you're down with, like, if you get psyched by Leia's freaking gold bikini in Return of the Jedi, but sick, think that we shouldn't have <laughs> a gay couple on screen in Star Wars, I think you need to reassess a few things here. <laughs> like, if you still yeah, freaking love bikini. Slave Leia's, yeah, but don't want a gay couple, I think that you're missing
1: a few things. It makes it powerful. That's why the future, the future Star Wars. Remake where Leia's the Jedi and Luke is Leia will be awesome when Han and Luke are, like, (gasps) flirting in Cloud City.
2: Oh, my God. I want this so bad now. (laughs) Put Luke in a gold Speedo (laughs) now.
0: (laughs) Luke's like, I happen to like nice men. (laughs) I'm so glad Claire said Speedo because when you said Luke swapping as Leia, I just imagine he'd be wearing the exact same outfit as Leia. And I was just thinking, like, wouldn't these balls like float? <laughs> wouldn't, they, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they go on the rope? I was like, you don't want to see that on the screen.
2: Or maybe give me a banana hammock. Maybe you do. Yes, maybe I do. These little death stars. You don't know my life. <laughs> but
0: if you watched Resistance season one and you didn't think and Flicks were married, I don't know what to tell you because they were definitely a couple. <laughs> We're oh, actually yeah. watching the show.
2: <laughs> Hashtag couple goals.
0: And just to like add as well, when I say explicitly, as Nikki says, you, I don't mean we have to see them, you know, having intimate time on screen. But not, opposed, not opposed to, to it. To, I'd love there yeah. to be a scene where they're like making love, and then Kaz is like sneaking around, <laughs> and then all you hear is, like, and then he goes, "Oh, hey, Kaz." <laughs> 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 is is Flicks Jim Rash? I think so, yeah.
1: I just like imagine his long legs like up <laughs> in the air. <laughs> that's all Caz that's all can see. <laughs> and they're like, they're just like sort of vaguely V shaped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now I want to know how the actual mechanics of that would work.
0: Bitey very- jumps on him, bites his foot. There- Ooh. Next time we're at Celebration, I will be <laughs> talking to Bobby Moynihan and finding out the answers that we all need to know, which is, <laughs> how is the sex life? <laughs> what goes where? Who's, who's, what goes where? Who's the top and who's the bottom? Exactly. <laughs> and that's all, that's the.
2: Also, when are those sex tapes going to leak?
0: <laughs> we know they exist.
2: They're home videos.
1: <laughs> it's in their, like, special cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> that that one area Kaz isn't supposed to go in
0: <laughs> yeah don't go in that kid
1: <laughs> basically the Colossus is a fuck house now <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> they can't go outside like you know they're in space now <laughs> nothing else to do it's like that's why you find such like an influx of like uh summer, like late summer babies is because what are you going to do in the winter time when you're stuck inside in the snowstorm? You're going to get mm-hmm. down to business mm-hmm. is what you're going to do. There's been a yeah. whole bunch of babies at work right now. <laughs> I was going to say at the, at the office, there's been a whole bunch of newborns coming in at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. and Do you want to know why? January. That's when people were getting down. That's why there's a bunch of babies right now. Thank you for coming to my Eve. TED Talk.
0: I, I disagree with that statement.
2: You disagree with that statement?
0: My birthday's in January and I'm not getting any. (laughs) (laughs) Where where are my
2: babies? (laughs) (laughs) Where are my October babies? My (laughs) September, October babies. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, so basically, Resistance Season 2, aka The Best Little Whorehouse in the Unknown Regions.
2: I need it. <laughs> Do you
0: think that on Hoff when the transports were escaping, the reason why there were so many transports was because they had so many babies from staying there. <laughs> it could be <laughs> They're
2: stuck inside. They will literally die if they go outside. When they gave one way to boost morale is to get down to business.
0: <laughs> when they gave birth to the babies the the uh, the midwife or the doctor would be like The first transport Boomba. is away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then the whole base cheers like, yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they smelled bad on the outside get out of here
2: oh oh dear oh, Dax taking oh, dear. on the whole empire
1: himself <laughs> <laughs> Dax just fucking everybody spreading that seed oh
2: my goodness gracious
1: <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the whole empire myself <laughs> <laughs> He's legacy. Anyway, moist. Legacy lives on.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um I think we should end off with one more sort of tidbit for episode nine which i really enjoyed. Uh so this week the Empire magazine covers were revealed, one with Ray and one with Kylo Ren And inside those covers we got some cool little details like a picture of the Knights of Ren, who looked dope. Um we've got a little shot of Kylo Ren in a First Order sort of Star Destroyer I think what would we call that, like the docking bay element which I've, yeah the, the hangar bay it looks like maybe the falcon is involved or something uh, definitely blue because <laughs> yes somebody <laughs> farted
2: <laughs> whatever it is it's teal
1: JJ Abrams <laughs> likes his the teal. world between worlds farting
0: oh is it okay <laughs>
1: there
2: we sense. go uh
0: but yeah, one of the coolest things about the new Kylo Ren mask design is all that red, glowy glue <laughs> that seems to be part of his mask. Uh, that a few fans had theories about, and I just want to do a little shout out to Caitlin from Sky Talkers for her article about this because I had known of the process before, but didn't know exactly like that detailed amount of it, and I didn't even like didn't even click in my head that it was connected. But there's this um it is japanese art called kintsugi where they would fix like pottery and like stuff like that and when they would do this like ceramics and fix them it would leave like a scar to show that it's still like that it, that, you know, not covering it up completely like it. i guess over here we would just like cover it up and make it look like, brand new again but they like having the cracks part of the design and J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams actually confirmed that as intentional um, by saying having Kylo Ren be masked but also fractured is a very intentional thing, like that classic Japanese process of taking ceramics and repairing them, and how the breaks in the way define the beauty of the piece as much as the original itself. As fractured as Ren is, the mask becomes a visual representation of that. There's something about that this that tells his history. His mask doesn't ultimately hide him his behavior is revealed. So bum, what do you bum, bum. <laughs> what do you think about that?
1: <laughs> I think it's just further proof that Sky Talkers are the galaxy brain of Star Wars fandom.
2: <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt um, in my mind. <laughs> they're operating on
1: an elevated level <laughs> while we're making Colossus sex jokes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think <laughs> so true. I think it's it's a it's a beautiful like thing to have embraced in storytelling because it is it is a really interesting sort of cultural distinction as as you're saying like you would think oh let's try to hide the you know it, it seems like it's all about um, if something breaks it's like oh yeah but we we fixed it so well that you can't even tell Whereas this is you know this method of sort of celebrating that. It broke like is in its history and like now it's like the same, but it's also new with this the way that the sort of cause you can't replicate a crack, you know, like the crack is yeah. random and there's sort of like purity in its randomness um, and sort of celebrating that. And I think, yeah, embracing that's really cool. It's much cooler than just I want the helmet back.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so so, yeah, no, it's awesome that that was confirmed and it's awesome for the people like sky talkers who have been, you know, going on about this for a long time, just sort of like digging into it and to have that sort of, um, brought back to them is, is really cool.
2: Yeah. And there's no, I, it I, it makes me very interested in seeing this movie and seeing the end of Kylo's journey. Um, I have to ask you guys: Do you think that does this confirm or heavily suggest Ben Redemption is going to happen?
1: Boom, boom,
2: How we feeling on the Ben Redemption?
1: Yes, I believe in it. Yeah, I'm a believer.
2: You're a believer.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, I think they're doing yeah. a good job at setting up the conflict. I think it was, um... Who said... I think it was John... I think it was John from Resistance News Network who said that beforehand he didn't really want to go down the exact redemption path because Ben was the clear villain. Especially in Episode 8. Like That's the way I felt after Episode 8, where he killed Snoke, and I felt like that was them saying no, he is the full-on villain he's the emperor of this of yeah. this story but actually bringing back Palpatine is such a brilliant decision and not only helps tie up the whole franchise as a whole, the saga but actually also brings us back to the whole point where, you know, Ben isn't the number one bad guy he's a mes- misled lost soul and yes he's well he never did anything wrong <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> he's never done a single thing wrong. Let's remember that. He's just he's just a baby
1: who has never done anything. I wrong. think <laughs> it's all everyone else's fault.
0: Are you, Ben Solo, <laughs> <laughs> traitor. I
1: heard his face is the best. <laughs> um, no, I think I think people, like,
0: people are smart enough to realize that Ben has done things wrong, but he he he, he has to take accountability at some point and I feel like I truly hope they do that in the film depends if they're going to do that I think they will I think the information we've got so far leads into that Um, I still really like the aspect of Ben's character where he's being drawn to the light and I think or I hope so that the light is ultimately more powerful than the dark so I just have to believe that he will turn good again but I just like I said I hope there's some repercussions or, you know, rehabilitation for that character. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, it reminded me of that, I was thinking about this the other day, where like, if you're a, like a general person in that galaxy, and the rumour about Ray taking on the name Skywalker as the new Jedi was true, could you imagine explaining that to them? So there's a press conference, the First Order's been defeated, <laughs> and they say, okay, Excuse me, Miss Miss Organa. And Leia's like, yes. And she goes, so your father was Darth Vader? Yeah. The guy that basically like ruined our lives and destroyed the galaxy? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. But I didn't really like him either. And they're like, okay, we get that. <laughs> the guy that just took over? Yes. You know, the guy in charge of the big uh, separatist division who will kill people? Yes. That was your son? Yes. And he was also a Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Leia's like, mistakes were made. My grandfather was a separatist, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of his village was <laughs> destroyed by the Republic. Like, like, okay. And they're, like, and they're like, okay, okay, no worries, sorry, we're we'll trying to get that out of the way before we start the meeting. Okay. And then Ray's like... And they're like, okay, so Ray, what are we going to call the new Jedi Order? <laughs> She's like, uh... This Skywalker? <laughs> Would you be like, <laughs> fuck you.
2: If we're thinking of our famous force-using Skywalkers, two out of three, not that nice.
0: <laughs> Come on, people. I mean, we got two good ones as well. Yeah. I
1: think um, also we got the, the Resistance Reborn uh, sort of, uh, what are those called, excerpts yesterday with the quote of only Ben can save himself or whatever. Um that's what Leia tells Ray. And the quote actually has or whatever in it, just so just so if you guys weren't sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah, I think I, I think yeah, just going back to his his character, um he's and en- he's endlessly fascinating because I think, yeah, you can look at Last Jedi as him ascending to that position, but then it's like I don't think he knows. It's like, going back to even just only Ben can save himself, I don't think he knows what he wants. And I think that's why he's fascinating. Because he he thinks he has to do all these different things. He's like, oh, yeah, let's just kill it all. Let's just do, you know, whatever. Um, let's destroy all, everything. But then he's like it's, like... it's like when he kills Han Solo, he thinks it's going to make him stronger, and it doesn't. And he's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you say it's sort of the same with Last Jedi, you know? He thinks... He thinks he's sort of gonna like purge this this ghost of Luke over him, but he doesn't, and he's like, "fuck." Um, So, yeah, I think his story is gonna be just really um, intriguing in this movie because he kind of has to figure out what he wants, and we'll see if he does it.
0: And I feel like one of the best parts of The Last Shadow for me was was that there was a clear example where. When he, when he decides to let the past die, I think the key point of the film is that you can't let the past die. Not completely. Right. And I feel like the best part of that was the sequence where he has the, the dice in his hands and it slips away from him. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's gone. You may have got rid of Han, but he'll always be a part of you. And you can't just get rid of that. And I think that the way... Adam sort of acts in that scene as just perfect and proves that there's conflict in him. We know there's conflict in him. Mm-hmm. So, I ju- yeah. I think there will be redemption for him. It's just, I'm just wary about how it happens.
2: hmm Yeah. There's a lot. A um, lot of questions. That Do I'm you very feel a excited. particular way about it, Claire? Um... <laughs> You know, I've been thinking a lot about it, obviously because that's the only thing we've been able to do for 2 years. <laughs> Up until this movie, is think about how this is all going to end and I think that him not being redeemed it it would be it would be against the overall theme of Star Wars is that no one's ever really gone. To quote, to quote our Luke Skywalker, um, mm-hmm. it, it no one's ever really gone, and I think that I feel like he's going to be redeemed because that's so central to the theme of Star Wars as a whole is that there's still good in him there, and that there's always you know happened with Anakin, and it looks like it's happening again with Kylo. But it's just the one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is if you are redeemed in the eyes of the force and in the eyes of the people you are closest to, like like Leia and, and I guess now Ray, they have that emotional connection. You can be redeemed in the eyes of some people, but not in the eyes of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And you can repay the debt that you have created and not be forgiven. You can be redeemed, but not forgiven and I think that that is going to be that's that's gonna be huge and I think it would be very interesting if he survives if he gets if he is redeemed and he survives where do where do we go from there? I don't think mm-hmm. he's gonna probably live through episode nine if he is redeemed. But I think it would be an interesting idea to tackle, but it also would create a lot more stories that they don't really want to tell. Because, <laughs> you know, end mm-hmm. of Skywalker Saga. But yeah, I think that redemption is, is going to happen, but um, I'm very, very curious to see. The one thing is, <laughs> I know everybody does the argument of, he can't be redeemed, he killed Han Solo. Okay, well, yeah, but... The one thing that I think is going to be important is he's gotta do right by Leia in this last movie, and if he doesn't do mm-hmm. right by Leia, he's not gonna be redeemed
1: yeah so
2: that's that's gonna be huge. I think Leia's gonna be the turning point, and I hope that they have the footage to make her be the reason he's redeemed because he loves his mama he didn't shoot her down in in last Jedi, so yeah know i'm i I think it's gonna happen. I'm just very curious to see how and what that outcome is, you know? Right. I can't wait. I'm excited, guys. (laughs) I like a Star Wars. (laughs)
0: It's gonna be good. (laughs) I'm definitely interested about his relationship with Palpatine and how that develops because, like, in my mind, I imagine it'd be too much temptation for Palpatine not to try and tempt Ben and I'm still convinced he already has under the guise of Snoke. Um... Mm-hmm. But I also imagine he wants some punishment on Anakin, and I'd love there to be that sort of conflict as well. Um, Ooh,
2: I like that idea. That twisting Ben is a is a way at getting revenge for Anakin turning back to the light. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. That's
0: why we, I, because it's like very bitter and very aggressive in the statement that Snoke taught Ben, which is that Darth Vader was the was the right thing and that actually Darth Vader wasn't a good guy turned bad he was a this persona that was sadly and disgustingly turned to the light by his horrible son yeah. Luke um, and Palpatine if he was under the guise of Snoke what better way to get back at not only at his uh, ex-apprentice An- Anakin by ruining his family but also Luke by destroying his life basically um, and mm-hmm. making him a failure in, at least in Luke's eyes so I think that the key point in episode 9 will be Ben realising what his true legacy actually means and realising that the Skywalker name is more about that that moment where Luke throws away the lightsaber that is what Skywalker, being a Skywalker means and I think that what Ray has taught him and what Luke was trying to reach out to him and hopefully, in my opinion, which would be great would be to have Anakin come out and say it to him or at least, you know, appear at some point is to be like, look, he's using you I'm not going to judge you because he used me he tried to use Luke so that's kind of what I want to see I personally still have my own head canon where Obi-Wan and Anakin are still like training and there being some sort of redemption arc for Anakin, not just... Like, he doesn't just become a ghost and go, <laughs> see you later. Like, I feel like he's doing something <laughs> else in this other realm. So that would be interesting, especially like, considering how they sit up in the Vader comics where there's, like, there is another realm and Vader Immortal where there's, like, certainly a, an interesting discussion about whether there is another world after you pass on and stuff like that. So I I think that'd be cool. And I think it'd be interesting if maybe Anakin helps Ben after, like, he trains him, maybe. Maybe that could be part mm-hmm. of Anakin's redemption, is helping his grandson. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah. Who knows? I just don't want him to die and then him be a ghost and then if, like, there's an Ewok party again. That'd be too. On the nose.
2: <laughs> what do you got against Ewok parties, dude? They do. They make some mean barbecue. <laughs> hey, I love
0: Ewok parties. I just don't want it to be, you know, a rehash. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, <laughs> my main thing about Kylo Ren
1: is sort of like my opinion on Snape, too. And it's like, let complicated characters be complicated. Like, I feel yeah. like people are ready to either make them heroic too heroic or too or villainize them too mm. much. Cuz it's like, you know, yeah, they've both been abused and they've been abusive. And it it's created this sort of um like it creates this this storm of a character that's layered and interesting and when people are ready to say, well, they're so bad you can't they can't be forgiven for things or they've only ever done the best thing ever <laughs> um, <laughs> they should be they should be honored as heroes um i that that's what i fear for for kylo i don't want him to be i know he will but <laughs> i don't want him to experience <laughs> the same things that are still like people are still arguing about with with snape
0: yeah you've are nobody your parents sold you <laughs> for drinking money. <laughs> oh God. Let The past. Die. Well,
1: I guess the the force bond is a form of legitimacy. Yeah.
2: Hey, there we go.
1: They both have greasy black hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for you. They both need a haircut. You'll never know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just Snoke, like, like Voldemort. Oh god! And then Palpatine appears, and then Fudge goes, "He's back." <laughs> <laughs> I love. Them. Oh god! Some sweet Harry Potter digs in this Star Wars podcast. <laughs> and then Hux gets attacked by a werewolf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a minute.
0: Do get it?
2: Oh, yeah, he did play. I get it. Okay,
1: we're good. <laughs> Bill Weasley oh, fucks. Bill Weasley.
2: Bill Weasley does. He most certainly does. <laughs> good on you, Bill.
0: Big time. More like yeah. Fleur de la foie. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <My> goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Um, sorry if our... We just tried to get through so much news at once without (laughs) boring you, but I think we did a good job at you know keeping on track, not going too off the scale, apart from the audio segment.
2: But that's pretty on brand.
0: That is on brand, you know, dangerously so. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's end off the episode as we always do by asking everyone what made you moist in Star Wars this week. Claire.
1: Oh man. Me. Oh.
2: Okay. Well, other than, um, looking at all of the things I'm going to throw money at this week, um, I so my one of my coworkers, her husband is a big Star Wars fan, and I showed up to work yesterday. And she was like, Claire, I have to tell you about this. I was like, what? She's like, my husband has been having this recurring nightmare. And I think that you would absolutely love it. I'm like, all right, what's, what's going on? She's like, he has been dreaming <laughs> of The Exorcist, the movie The Exorcist. But Salacious Crumb is the possessed <laughs> little Chris Reagan's. <laughs> 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 and so he's so she's like, Yeah, he's been dreaming that Salacious Crumb's head has been turning. Cause I he's listened to our podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that we've put you through this. And I'm sure and he knows of my love for the crumb. So I'm sure that I've influenced his nightmares. But yeah. So now you can all picture Salacious Crumb, his head turning all the way around, and him vomiting pea soup. You're welcome. That is what made me moist in Star Wars this week because I love that I can influence other people's nightmares.
0: <laughs> well, now, now I'm also thinking about Pizzazu, the demon next to Jabba the Hutt.
2: Yes.
0: What the? What the? And then all you hear is, uh, "You know, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. See free how rude! Oh my goodness! But also in the Exorcist, it's just people <laughs> screaming. You know, he hears.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: there you go. What about you, Nikki?
2: Anyway, you're welcome for that mashup.
1: <laughs> um, well, I've not invaded anyone's dreams yet, um, <laughs> but I got I got a little moist this weekend. <laughs> um, a good friend, friend of the show. Uh, Reed and the host of the CEO Bibbles Babble Bubble um, came, came to visit me this weekend. We, we went around town and uh, our adventures took us to a, a comic book store um, Universal City Walk. If you guys <laughs> ever find yourself there, um, and now this place they actually had some uh, Force Friday items <laughs> on sale Whoa. that they did not stop me from buying. Um, so I walked out. What did out you pick with a up? Little, I got a little appetizer. Um, they were the Hot Wheels of the that, uh, the A Wing uh, that the Snap set is the Snap Lego set. It's yeah. that A Wing, and it's sort of like a diecast kind of thing. And then also the uh, First Order Treadspeeder, which was um, on full display in the uh, uh, on the celebration show floor um, next to the Star Wars show stage. Um they it's one of those uh I guess what they use on Pisana. Um so it was just two little episode nine Hot Wheels vehicles sitting there. So I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna get started.
0: For a moment Made me a little more For moist. a moment. I thought you said well or were going to say you picked up the for the first order treadmill. <laughs> that would be great. It's just Huck's shouting
1: at you to keep going.
0: <laughs> More!
2: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Today is the last day of your shitty
0: diet. <laughs> <laughs> we stand here because you haven't pressed the star button yet. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Yeah, that'd be wild. A the no
0: Republic. <laughs> Wants you to not exercise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the loathsome
0: resistance.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. To fat burning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we stand here on this treadmill which you built.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious.
1: Get on it, Star Wars. <laughs> you can make some of us nerds have healthier lifestyles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like uh, the way it's at a slant, the treadmill, so it looks like one of the the landing platforms for a star destroyer. Not not a star destroyer, a shot Tidarium and there's so smoke. Oh, just comes yeah, out yeah. when you're running. Oh my god, that
2: would be so badass.
0: You just faint because there's too much smoke. Um. <laughs> well. I guess it's my turn to talk about what made me moist. Uh, what made me moist this yeah. week was the final um, issue for the Age of Resistance comic series, um, which was uh, Kylo Ren. And it was probably my favorite out of all the books. I thought the Snow one would be my favorite, but actually Kylo Ren takes it. Um, have you guys read that one yet? hmm
2: Not yet. Not yet. But that's okay.
0: Well, there's a lot of uh, cool era-spanning stuff in that book, which was surprising, but also really cool. There's those of Clone Wars references. There's a massive Clone Wars reference, actually. Um. <laughs> Very massive. <laughs> um, and there's also a really cool, like, so we see that through the eyes of an Imperial, like a First Order guy who used to be part of the Imperials, and he was at this battle that was there years ago with Vader. And Kylo takes him on board and he gets him to wear his original armor again to help him as they mm. expand in this battle again. And he wants to know how Vader did stuff, because apparently Vader didn't complete the mission properly. And Ben is convinced that he can. And that's kind of the core of the story, and I actually really appreciate, like, if he dived into that segment, like, when he says, I will finish what you started. You don't really get to see that too much in the films I don't think but, but you do hear <coughs> and it's pretty cool and also there's one segment um, which if you ever had any doubts that Ben wasn't a Skywalker you they will dissipate dis- 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 I can't talk today. dissipate <laughs> when you uh, read this book because there's a segment where the Stormtrooper says that was supposed to be a negotiation and Ben says yes and he goes it's kind of hard to negotiate with dead people And then Ben says, Really? I didn't hear anyone objecting to my demands. So he's (laughs) absolutely a Skywalker, because you know a bit of dark humor and a bit of piffy. I just murdered people, but hey, (laughs) I can make a joke about it. Is pure Skywalker.
1: It also cracked me up at how that Stormtrooper's vibe throughout the whole book was (laughs) fucking idiot. Uh, no, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. I, um, yeah, I I thought it was one of the better ones. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely recommend it if you pick that up by um, Tom Taylor. It's a great book. In fact, most of the resistance books were actually really great. Um, so yeah, definitely pick that up. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. I know. Stop crying. Okay. <laughs> um, if you'd like to catch up with us, you want to listen to old episodes or see what we're doing, look at our details and stuff, don't forget to check out our website, ImperialSenetPodcast.com. Uh, you can also follow the podcast at pod on Twitter, at imperialsenatepod on Instagram, uh, like us for, on Facebook for show updates and other cool stuff. If you ever feel like sending in a question or a voicemail, you can send it to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the show you can do so by picking up some sweet swag from tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the imperial set podcast or by becoming a patron on our patreon page Um, and if you haven't had enough of us you can play battlefront 2 with us on playstation network just join our community group Um, we will be playing a match this thursday at 7 p.m central time is that right claire
2: yes it is
0: um, so, yeah, me and Claire will be on the PlayStation Network, where we will be shooting battle droids and or clone troopers and or whatever else. Um,
2: More likely missing them, but trying. Trying, nonetheless.
0: <laughs> Guys,
1: the new um, co-op mode is pretty great. The one they just made.
2: Oh, I yes. haven't tried it yet. I'm so excited. We got to yeah, play, it's, Charlie.
0: It's really great. Um, it's it's dynamic. It feels exactly like the classic Battlefront 2. Um Where you get like the command posts and you're battling around for it. So that's what's so great about it. But also, there's a lot of bots and it just makes the experience like there's no douchebags jumping around. Like there's only like a few players. So that's more fun. And also, it's a really good way because there's bots involved. It's a really good way of leveling up your heroes and characters Mm -hmm. because it counts as multiplayer. So, Mm. yeah. It's like
1: a PvE game mode. So there's only like four of you on one team.
0: Yeah. Versus and,
1: um, bots, right? Yeah, the rest are just, yeah. And you go, go to town.
2: I like
0: that. But yeah. I like that. The Clone, Clone Commando
1: to- is so fucking great. Like, oh my G.
0: I haven't played as the Clone Commando yet, but I did finally get to play as the Drotica, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. I think I like I think it was the first time I played it as it, and then I ranked mm-hmm. up to level nine immediately in one match. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's really cool. Um, I haven't tried the Felicia map yet, so I'm excited to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I got to play as Count Dooku finally, which was fun. <laughs>
1: got unlocked the pajamas?
0: <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Getting there. <laughs>
1: it's on the to-do list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely hang out with us on Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so by picking up some sweet swag from tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash The Imperial Podcast, or by becoming a patron. I already said that, didn't I? Ye- yes, you did. But then, you, c- but we
2: think you should twice as much. You can buy <laughs> twice as much reiterated. swag. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god, I'm sorry, guys. Um, nah, you're all good. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Imperial Snow podcast. The Force will be with you, always. Bye.